That's what Nevada needs is somebody who's going to fight for the people of Nevada and for the American people. And you know that uh, he wasn't born with a silver spoon in his mouth. To be born in Wales is not to be born with a silver spoon in your mouth, but with poetry in your soul and music in your blood. Claudius wasn't just born with a silver spoon in his mouth, he was born practically suckling a whole cutlery set. Unfortunately, he was also born with a mysterious disability. G'day you mob and welcome to Aussie English. I am your host Pete and my objective here is to teach you guys the English spoken down under. So whether you want to sound like a fair dinkum Aussie or you just want to understand what the flippin' hell we're on about when we're having a yarn, you've come to the right place. So sit back, grab a cuppa and enjoy Aussie English. Let's go. G'day you mob, how's it going? Welcome to this episode of Aussie English, the number one place for everyone and anyone wanting to learn Australian English and get a fair decent dose of Aussie history, culture, news, current affairs, everything like that. So, I am your host, Pete. Before we dive into it, guys, this episode is also a video. If you are currently listening to this on the podcast or on the website and you are not a premium podcast member nor an academy member, make sure that you sign up if you would like access to the full transcripts for these episodes, the premium podcast player so that you can read and listen at the same time. Um, the text moves in the player so that you can literally follow along and read. You don't have to do anything. You just have to have your phone in front of you. And if you also want the videos where all the text, the interesting phrases come up on the screen with definitions, you'll see videos, you know, clips of other things that I'm talking about to help you with your comprehension whilst watching this episode. So, it's meant to be, you know, one small part entertainment, but a big, big, big part education. Okay. So, there you go. There's also a free worksheet if you are not a member. And if you are a member of the Premium Podcast or of the Academy, it'll be included in the transcript PDF that you can download. So, guys, I hope you're going well. We're obviously in the new house. I think I mentioned this in the last episode. Still getting a hang of things, trying to work everything out. I've, I've tried to set up the lighting a bit different today. Uh, Kel is away at the hospital um, getting some checkups with uh, Joanna, our baby, who is due in, uh, depends on when this episode comes out. But at the moment, I think she is due in about, what are we, February? Far out. So, okay, yeah, a month and a half. So, six weeks. Whew, time flies. Time flies. So, yeah, looking forward to that. We'll see how we go. So, as usual, guys. When we start these episodes, I try and find a joke that is related to the expression or words in the expression in one form or another, okay? So, I have a joke for you and it is a dad joke because it is about dad jokes. Okay, so here's the joke. <laughs> and please don't hate me. <laughs> when does a joke become a dad joke? When the punchline becomes apparent. I probably mispronounced that. I probably should have said when the punchline becomes apparent. <laughs> nah, I ruined my own joke. I'm not even going to edit that out. All right. So, the joke here is with the phrase a parent, a parent, and the word, it's a pun between that phrase and the word apparent, meaning obvious, evident, right? So, when does a joke become a dad joke? 
when the punchline becomes apparent, right? The punchline being the sort of, um, I guess it's kind of in this situation with these question and answer jokes, it's the answer, but it's usually the part that makes everyone laugh. That's the punchline, right? It has a punch to it and it is a line of text or, or um, words or phrases that you say. So, apparent, apparent. The punchline becomes apparent, becomes obvious, evident. If it becomes apparent and it's male, I don't know how that happens, it becomes a dad joke. <sighs> These are horrible. All right. So, today's expression is to be born with a silver spoon in your mouth. To be born with a silver spoon in your mouth. I wonder if you've heard this expression before. There are quite a lot of words in this. It's probably almost not an expression, but a, a phrase or not a phrase. What am I thinking of? A saying, a saying, right? Um, I have to look up the definitions of, of how we differentiate between an expression, a saying, and there's another one as well. An adage, maybe? No, there's another one too. You get them in the Bible. Um, Ah, I've forgotten it. Anyway, let's continue on. I'm going to break down the words in this expression, right? So, born. If you are born, it is that you exist as a result of birth, right? I was born in the year 1987. My mother gave birth to me. When she gave birth to me at the same time, I was born, okay? I was born. Silver. Silver is a precious, a precious shiny, greyish white metal, so, the, the chemical element of atomic number 47, that's going to mean a lot to a lot of people. Maybe if you're a chemist or a, a physicist. But silver is typically what's used to make a lot of jewellery and a lot of cutlery. And in fact, my ring here is uh, silver and I think um, part gold as well. But that's the colour. The colour is silver and the element, the, the, um, the atoms that were used in here are silver as well. A spoon. Don't have one of these on me. I don't have any spoons here. I'm sure you probably know what a spoon is, but a spoon is an implement consisting of a small, shallow oval or round bowl on a long handle used for eating, stirring or serving food. A spoon. And lastly, a mouth. You know, you're going to know what a mouth is. It's this orifice. In your face, you've got teeth in your mouth, you've got a tongue in your mouth, your lips are around the outside of your mouth, you eat with your mouth, you talk with your mouth, you do quite a lot of things with your mouth. We'll leave that there. So, the expression is born with a silver spoon in your mouth. I wonder if you know what this means. What, what does that sort of conjure up in your mind? You know, what, what pictures do you see in your head? If you're a baby and you have a silver spoon in your mouth, that means that you're probably from a rich family, right? So... It is used to suggest that someone was born into a rich family and raised in luxury so that they had all of the luxurious parts of life around them, right? Lots of money, rich family. So, an easy and wealthy life. They were born with a silver spoon in their mouth. And the idea is that a baby is being fed with a silver spoon as soon as they're born, right, in these families. And so, they're born with a silver spoon in their mouth. And I have just, for some reason, told Siri <laughs> to come up on my phone. Go away, Siri. Go away. Maybe you got confused with the word silver. Let me close that. All right. So, let's go through some examples of how I would use this expression, to be born with a silver spoon in your mouth. So, 
as some of you guys are probably aware, I went to a pretty posh kind of private school when I was a kid. It was called Geelong College. This is in um, Geelong. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> so, I wasn't sent there because my parents had a lot of money. Uh, instead, they sort of surveyed all of the other schools around and it was going to be too difficult to send me to any of the public schools in Geelong or at least that um, it was going to be difficult for me to get me- for them to get me into those schools because they weren't in the zones where those schools were. So, they had to pick from some of the private schools and they ended up, you know, forking out using a fork to get rid of a lot of money. They were forking out a lot of money to send me to Geelong College. When I was at Geelong College, a lot of the other kids that were there were from very wealthy families. Some of them were very snobby. They were well off. They were rich. And, um, yeah, they had been born with silver spoons in their mouths. But many of us had not been born with silver spoons in our mouths. We weren't wealthy. We weren't from wealthy families. We weren't from rich families. Example number two. Imagine that you've just turned 18 and you've got your P's. You know, your P plates. This is your probationary license. You have to display P plates, these little like plastic red or green or I think in some states in Australia, they're white with red or white with green on them. Um, but you have to display these on your car when you're on your probationary license before you get your full license. So, you've worked your butt off um, at a local pizza place. This, this may be a story about me as well. Uh, earning all this money to try and put towards your first car, towards your first car. So, you ask your parents, you know, can you guys help me um, put some money towards this car? And they pretty much tell you you've got Buckley's chance. They tell you where to go. You know, it's not happening. We're not giving you any money. We don't have that kind of money. After all, we sent you to Geelong College. And um, you have to save your ass off. You end up buying, you know, a sort of uh, beaten up car that you can use, a secondhand old car. You drive to school. You're so proud. But you see all these other kids who have been given brand new cars, you know, things like Mercedes and Porsches, that sort of thing. Those kids were obviously born with silver spoons in their mouths. And, you know, when they give you a hard time about having a crappy old car, you might say to them to sort of retort, you know, well, not all of us were born with silver spoons in our mouths. Not all of us are trust fund babies. Not all of us are from rich families where our parents can just simply give us $100,000 to put towards a car. Example number three. A great example is ex-US President Trump. Okay, don't worry, I'm not going to make this political. He was born into a rich family where his father had already made his wealth. His father, I think, had come from, you know, an average sort of middle class background, built his business, made millions of dollars. And then when Trump was young, he borrowed a million dollars from his father to get started with his career, right? So, despite most of his supporters being working class in the United States and thinking that he's one of them, he was definitely born with a silver spoon in his mouth, whereas the average American that supports him was not born with a silver spoon in their mouth. So, there's the expression, guys, to be born with a silver spoon in your mouth. This is used to suggest that someone was born into a rich family and that they were raised in luxury, right? They've had an easy and wealthy life. So, let's have a listen one more time to those clips and see if you can now pick out the expression, how it's being used and the context in which it's being used, okay? That's what Nevada needs is somebody who's going to fight for the people of Nevada and for the American people. And you know that uh, he wasn't born with a silver spoon in his mouth. 
To be born in Wales is not to be born with a silver spoon in your mouth, but with poetry in your soul and music in your blood. Claudius wasn't just born with a silver spoon in his mouth; he was born practically suckling a whole cutlery set. Unfortunately, he was also born with a mysterious disability. Great work, guys! Great work. So now let's go through the listen and repeat exercise. This is your chance to sort of go away somewhere quiet, away from the world.、Um, obviously, listen or watch this episode and then repeat after me and practice your pronunciation. Okay, so listen and repeat after me. To, to be, to be born, to be born with, to be born with a, to be born with a silver, to be born with a silver spoon, to be born with a silver spoon in. To be born with a silver spoon in your. To be born with a silver spoon in your mouth. To be born with a silver spoon in your mouth. To be born with a silver spoon in your mouth. To be born with a silver spoon in your mouth. To be born with a silver spoon in your mouth. I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth. You were born with a silver spoon in your mouth. He was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. She was born with a silver spoon in her mouth. We were born with a silver spoon in our mouth. They were born with a silver spoon in their mouth. It was born with a silver spoon in its mouth. Great job, guys. Sometimes these are really hard to、uh, sort of decide what I'm going to do for the plural versions of these phrases. So I never know whether to pluralize, say, silver spoons in their mouths for "we were born with silver spoons in our mouths," or "they were born with silver spoons in their mouths," or whether to leave it singular because it is just a yeah, it's, it's sort of a weird situation. You're not going to hear it very often like that. Anyway, pick and choose. Pick and choose whatever you want. So pronunciation-wise, guys, there's quite a lot going on there because it is such a long phrase. So let me just say, to be born with a silver spoon in your mouth, there's a lot going on there. I would suggest focusing on the cadence, the rhythm of how I'm saying that. It's sort of like a da 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 da, right? To be born with a silver spoon in your mouth. So I am emphasising. If we want to talk this time about intonation, I'm emphasising verbs, adjectives, and nouns. To be born with a silver spoon in your mouth. So that happens a lot in English. You're going to notice this all the time. And I'm yet to really put together a course or any really advanced pronunciation lessons on intonation because I have to go and sort of research this to learn a lot of this stuff. 
Um, but yeah, you'll often see that with important words effectively in sentences. Things like verbs, adjectives, and nouns, okay, or pronouns. They're going to be the things that come to the front that are emphasized and the things that aren't quite often that are prepositions or articles, definite articles, that sort of thing. They're going to be reduced, okay, to be to be, to be, to be born with a, with a, with a, with a silver spoon in your, in your, in your mouth. Okay. So, go and check out the pronunciation course, though, if you are interested in things like linking speech, the Australian R, um, linking, you know, consonant clusters. There's more advanced aspects, but I will in the future try and do more on things like intonation and cadence and rhythm when speaking English. All right. So, to finish up, guys, I wanted to talk about the wooden spoon. The wooden spoon. I wonder if you guys have heard about this. Now, I sort of looked into this and how it's used in Australian and apparently New Zealand sports. So, I'm going to read you a little bit from Wikipedia. The term is commonly used in Australian and New Zealand sporting competitions, most notably in the major Australian rules, soccer, rugby league and rugby union leagues, such as AFL, A-League, NRL, Super Rugby and ITM Cup. And refers to the club position last on the league table at the end of this season. So, that's how it tends to be used. But there's a really interesting origin that I had no idea about before I started researching um, this episode. So, according to Wikipedia, the wooden spoon was presented originally at the University of Cambridge as a kind of booby prize awarded by the students to the man who achieved the lowest exam marks but still earned a third-class degree in the mathematical tripos. I think I'm saying that right, tripos. You'll have to look up what that is. The term wooden spoon, or simply the spoon, was also applied to the recipient, and the prize became quite notorious. And while he lives, he wields the boasted prize, whose value all can feel the weak, the wise, displays in triumph his distinguished boon, the solid honours of the wooden spoon. That is a poem that was about that from um, Cambridge. So, the spoons themselves are actually made of wood and they grew larger and larger and in latter years measured up to five feet long, right? The size of a person. By tradition, they were dangled in a teasing way from the upstairs balcony in the Senate House in front of the recipient as he came before the Vice-Chancellor to receive his degree, at least until 1875 when the practice was specifically banned by the university. The lowest placed students earning a second class or first class degree uh, were sometimes known as the silver spoon and golden spoon, respectively. In contrast, the highest scoring male student was named the senior wrangler. Students unfortunate enough to place below the wooden spoon by achieving only an ordinary degree were given a variety of other names depending on their number. In the 1860s, about three quarters of the roughly 400 candidates did not score enough to be awarded honours and were known as Pullman. So, there you go, guys. There's a little bit about the history of the wooden spoon. And I guess my question for you today, something that you can let me know, is that in your culture, in your language, wherever you are from and whichever language you speak in the world, um, do you have this culture of the wooden spoon being given to a person or a team who comes last in a certain competition? So, with that, guys, 
Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Pete. This has been another episode of Aussie English. I hope you had fun and I will see you next time. Catch up.